0: everybody to who's your band uh we were supposed to have uh, a special guest joining us today and because of tra- travel uh, delays uh he had to reschedule for next week so sean will be on next week with our special guest let's bring in our co-host mr sean hmm. Morton. how are you sean i'm great jeffrey how are you i'm good Sean. you had a good night last night you went to go see morris day and in- the time
1: Yes, our good friend of the show, Andre Holmes, uh, was gracious enough to give me a pair of tickets to the show. We went there. Uh, They were a fantastic band live. Funny part is when they bring up, uh, they try to bring up some of the ladies to go on stage. And of course, there was about, I don't know, seven or eight, eh, 65, 70-year-old black ladies coming up there with their canes, shaking shaking their rumps. It was kind of funny. Rumps? Their rumps, yes.
0: Big, big old dumpers. Okay. Uh, okay, Fred Sanford. Um <laughs> okay. So that, that that was good. So you got to see uh Andre and how how was it?
1: Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. He we was playing keyboards last night. He was fantastic. After party was uh a great little venue in Atlantic City called the uh Anchor Rock Bar, where we got to see uh Prince's bass player, uh Mono Neon, who dresses up in complete neon colors. So when it's all dark, He just clothes like out of this world. And uh Vernon Reed from Living Color was playing with them.
0: Were they doing print stuff or were they no, doing their
1: own just, stuff? Just jamming. And oh, it was must. just unreal. It was unreal. <laughs> Plus it, it, it was a great show because fish was playing on the beach that day. So you saw these uh sloppy 24-year-old girls with like half their boobs hanging out, completely just destroyed on Molly and Whippets. It was a beautiful sight. Oh
0: shit, that's what's up. Um no, nothing, 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 Okay. So, what we so what are we going to do today? What are we going to do today? We we didn't have our guests. but see, this is the great thing about Sean and I is that we can we'll put together a show like in a matter of just a, a few minutes. So, what we wound up doing is we came up with the top albums of the nineteen eighties, yep. and I just wanted to throw a qualifier in there, Sean. Like, what is it? Of course, everyone's gonna say thriller. Okay. Yeah. So thriller, you know, it, it's like like really you're going out on a limb with that. Anything other than thriller is 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 open season. You can go okay. thrill anything but thriller. Um here's I'll tell you, I'm gonna give you a little preview. Here's who's not on my list. Okay. okay. I will why, not, why are you doing that for? Because what if they're on mine? Because if they're on yours, we're not doing this show together anymore. Okay, so if you have prefab sprout huskadoo or de la soul on your list this show has just come to an end
1: i almost had de la soul i'm not gonna lie but (laughs) you did i really really almost did Uh, all
0: right man man, start us off Who is who is your okay we're doing top 10 bands who's your number 10 uh album oh we're doing it in that kind of order no no we don't have to we know what you don't want to do particular order uh, I'm not doing, because
1: no, Thriller was my number one, so I, t- I just had to take it off. Okay, so, you can pick, pick anything you want. We're going to go random. Um, we'll go random. Obviously, i pick one of my favorites, uh, and I can't deny it, because even though it's a personal favorite of mine, you can't deny how great of an album it was. It was appetite for Destruction.
0: Yeah, by, I, I figured by- you are going to go with that. I'm going to take that off my list.
1: All right. So yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest albums. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's the best debut album of all time. And a lot of people will argue, you know, is it Sabbath? Is it Zeppelin? Van Halen. Van Halen. I, yeah. They're, they're all great picks, but you have to, you have to go with, uh, with appetite as my opinion, uh, as the, as the greatest debut album of all time. And I'll tell you what, you know, my second one is Hootie and the blowfish, but let's, we'll go back to that in another, uh, another episode, I think. Uh, Kicks off, you know, it has Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine, Paradise City, probably the three biggest hits. Uh, even though Paradise City, not my favorite song no, at all. What
0: did you say your top three songs are on that album?
1: I think, no, I said the the top three songs that people like are Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child, and Paradise City.
0: Yeah, me, I agree they're with completely that. Completely
1: different. You know, my three favorites on there are completely different Mr. Brownstone, It's So Easy, and Out to Get Me. So, You can't deny how great of an album it is. There's only like two stinkers, I think, on that album. I'm not a big fan of Think About You and My Michelle. Otherwise, for me, it's a perfect record. And I think it's probably uh, right behind Thriller as the second best album of the 80s.
0: I like how you listed all those songs and you didn't even get to my favorite song on the album. Which which is what? Rocket Queen.
1: Because it's my least favorite on the album. Rocket Queen is your least favorite. Rocket Queen, and I've had this argument with a friend of mine for years. I don't get it. Uh I will tell you, I never really appreciated the song until I saw it live. Live, it's a very different song. But on record,
0: eh, I can I can I, can I love, it, love it. it. I love it how it's like in three different parts. I think it's I I love it. I think it's great. Um all right. So I, I will go here. And and then uh, do, what what do I want to do here? I'm I have a couple that I think may not have made your list, but I'm gonna throw this out there. Um I'm gonna go with 1987's White Snake. It's a great record. Okay. And I think when, when you when you go back and you really like look at this album, it really is Maybe one of the greatest, if not the greatest, you know, heavy metal rock album of all time. And when you just just look at the tracks on it, you know, it opens with in the still of the night, real Zeppelin takeoff. You know, uh, it's David Coverdale doing Robert Plant. But then, like, you know, the album has a lot more depth, like uh, uh, Give Me All Your Love. is love and a huge single here i go again which everybody knows but then i like songs like crying in the rain and then the real heavy um uh nice slow and easy i think are, are great tunes and it's it's a, it's a great band and i just you know when people talk about great 80s uh albums i think this album is always kind of like left off and for me i i i have to put, include it in my top 10 yeah it's not a bad pick at all uh i would i wouldn't pull it off
1: personally I, w- I wouldn't put that on my list but i went different with my list i went like you know technically not some of my favorite records but i have to give them credit because they are just brilliant records my next one is the joshua tree by you too
0: ah, i have that on my list i was gonna be my next pick
1: So the reason why I put it, I think the first side is probably one of the the most solid first sides of any album. You know, you got Where the Streets Have No Name. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. With or Without You, Bullet the Blue Sky, four of their biggest hits. You know, and it's I always think of something like this with this album. When you can sell out a giant stadium or a big place like that, when you're advertised as playing this record from front to back. I think that, that Warren said it's actually a really solid, solid record.
0: A couple of weeks ago, we had Alan Fuchs on the show. Mm-hmm. And Alan and I went to that concert. We we saw them do Joshua Tree from beginning to end. And what sold me on it was not so much hanging out with Alan, because no one should have to do that. But I I just thought seeing the Joshua Tree from beginning to end is a great experience. Yeah, that's a great pick, Sean. Yeah. I, I I love it. I'm surprised it. that would come from you, by the way.
1: No, because you know what? I had to I had to really like when I would when I do these kind of shows, I like to really kind of remove myself a little bit because I will put like all my favorites on there, like De La Soul or something like that. Cause that's what's up. And uh, you know, but I have to really just give credit where credit's due for great albums that meant a lot for the time period, for the genre, for the year that it came out and things like that. So I can't just, I can't deny that record. All right,
0: so with that said, and when I think about the 80s and growing up in the 80s and what I listened to, I mean, a lot of, a lot of my picks here are things that I listen to and like, I, you know, just like was so important to, for me. And I just thought just really made an impact. And listen, I don't think there's any, there's been a better time period of music than the 80s. I always say the 80s are yeah. great. Th- you know, I, I think 80s pop, I think nothing beats 80s metal. Um, I think it's great. So I'm going to go with an 80s metal. And a lot of my albums, I think are am going to be along that theme. And I think an album, that I think also, very overlooked, is Queens Reich, Operation Mindcrime. Great Uh, record. Love this. I think, to me, Jeff Tate is in the top five singers of all time. It's a concept album about alienation from the eyes of a genius, a junkie, and a street girl. And when you look at the songs, like I I remember seeing Queens Reich opening for I think it was Priest um, on this tour. And They open with Revolution Calling, which is such a great song, great live, great uh, on the album. But then when you look at like deeper into the album, songs like I Don't Believe in Love, Eyes of a Stranger, they're so solid. And Tate, just like aside maybe from Dickinson, Dio, I think it comes Tate to me.
1: Jeff Tate's an amazing artist. When you you go see Queensrack without him, you realize how how important of a, a part of that machine that he really is. Absolutely. But when you see him solo, it's kind of a little weird because you realize the rest of the band really, that's a band that never should have broken up. And that's a big, big, massive
0: ego band all across the board. Agreed. And my third pick is going gonna, is gonna to go to the point you just said. Okay. Go ahead. I want to hear your, your next one.
1: Uh, a personal pick. This is a personal pick. A lot of people don't like this album a lot uh, because it was a big changeover. Uh, I went with Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA. Okay, well, I, mean, I, don't think, I don't think it's a bad pick. Uh, it, it was my introduction yeah. to Bruce because of my age. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, you saw Bruce before he was—he was in the Castles in the fifties when you saw him.
0: I did, yes, but, yes. Well, I saw him when he when he used to open up for Mozart. That's true.
1: Right. But for me, it's a it's a great it's not a rock and roll album like, you know, you listen to Darkness or Born to Run or The River, which is like if, if you take three albums in a row, that's my pick for the three greatest records in a row. If you take Darkness, Born to Run and then The River. Uh, but this was more of a changeover for him because of the 80s and it was kind of poppy. Uh, and people But it's like,
0: cynical It's a cynical album It's it is. it's not a celebration Of the United States no, At all No People
1: think like Yeah we're born in the USA No it's not That's an anti Like war song It's It's completely different When people think about But he's got some Great stuff on there I mean he's got Obviously Born in the USA Dance in the Dark I'm not a huge fan of It's a, That's it. a little too poppy for me But Ain't like it. No Surrender And Bobby Jean Are I think two of his Greatest songs great song. I think
0: Cover Me Is a
1: great song Cover Me Is an amazing one I'm on fire Is even okay That's good Song. Uh my hometown is it's quintessential. Mm, Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, you know, smart. that's kind of yeah, it's kind of like, oh, I'm from Jersey, you know, <laughs> that kind of shit again. But uh I, I I always love it. I got I was lucky enough when Bruce uh a bunch of years ago was doing the whole uh front to back album thing and he was either doing Darkness Born to Run or Born in the USA. And I went with a friend of mine, he was like, Please God, I not want to be born in the USA, and it was. And I was, through, I was happy as a picking and shit, but he was just completely just... You dist-
0: can't go wrong with any of those albums. You can't. So.
1: You really can't because, you gotta Bob remember, that, but. his albums are only 45 minutes long. He plays for three hours and 45 minutes. So you're going to hear some of the songs from all the other albums anyway. You know, so for me, it was just great because he did, it, he did it front to back. He did like six songs in the beginning, did Born in the USA, and did like another 714 songs after that. So I was totally fine with it, but all in all, it still, uh, it still holds up for me.
0: Okay. I think my next pick is me piss off a few people. I'm hoping you're not one of them. Okay. Okay. Um, I've been, I've been going down a rabbit hole Mm -hmm. of this band and in particular this singer. And I really, when it came, comes to front men who have it all, who have, the rock and roll look, who has the voice, who had the charisma, who just was like, you had to watch him. I mean, I I gotta go with Skid Row. Skid Row, the first album I think is so un underrated. Uh man, I've I've been watching clips of them uh opening for uh Guns N' Roses. Uh and fucking Sebastian Bach, if he's not like the coolest guy you would have ever seen and mm-hmm. it wasn't like he could, he just had the look and showed up i mean this guy had the pipes man i mean songs like 18 in life uh youth gone wild which became like a, like an anthem i remember when cover bands would do it everyone would you know yeah. you know you know just like you know with their hands in the air and uh balance like i remember you i mean i really think it is a great debut album i think it's one of the best albums of the 80s, to be honest I, with you. I
1: can't deny that i i mean i should have probably put that on my list cuz it, it to this day it's still one of my favorite records i can you know i think it was billy vera when we had him on the show and I've, i i had a, got to go back and look at the episode and i think it was him who said you'll never love any music more than the music when you were 13 years old and i didn't like it just started to click that I was 13, 1989. and this is like some probably my favorite year of music because it was the Skid Row, the Warrant, uh, you know Bon Jovi had New Jersey, like it was a major. It's, it's year all great music. stuff, man. And it's true. Like I, I, I still listen to that record all the time. That and and uh, Slave to the Grind, I think are are two of the most underrated albums of that genre.
0: I think it's a band there they're underrated, but you know just just want go back in nineteen ninety one they were opening for Guns and Roses. That had to be the uh, the Illusions uh, tour that 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 oh, they yeah. were on, okay? And they they're the support act and. That, they they had to blow Guns N' Roses off stage every night. I mean, they were just so good and so raw, and they can play. You know, they they were just really, really like. I I, I, I like the what you said before about bands that shouldn't have broke up. And you know, listen, no disrespect to the guy who's in the band now. He can sing. He's good. Yeah, he ain't uh, Sebastian Bach.
1: No, it's all about ego. You know, yeah. it's all about ego and you can you can sell out, uh, you know, a small club as Skid Row, but you're selling out theaters with Sebastian Bach as Skid Row to this day.
0: And I stand this. By that. If something happens where uh, Motley Crue can't. Uh, you know, honor that commitment next year for the stadium tour. Yeah. Okay, and they've been talking about bands who could possibly fill in. I know rat has been mentioned. What would you think about Skid Row uh, no. with Sebastian?
1: Only Sebastian Bach can pull that off with Skid Row, but they won't do it. And if that's the case, if they can't pull off that, I think the only other band that really can uh, step in is Aerosmith. Aerosmith, Aerosmith Aeros- won't do it. Aerosmith can't sell a stadium out by themselves
0: anymore. Well, they, 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 they were planning on doing that this year. They were doing their 40th anniversary tour with Rival Sons uh, as the oh, as yeah. opener. That's a great double bill.
1: Yeah, that is. The Rival Sons is an underrated band, truly underrated band. But I don't know. I don't think anybody could really pull that off besides them. It has to be a certain level. Mm. And I, I mean, unless Whitesnake would do it, but I don't think they would be able
0: to do it either. I, I think it'd be I think it'd be interesting. I, w- I would have no problem with Whitesnake or uh, Skid Row. I think they have the catalog and, you know, but it, it would have to be with uh, Sebastian.
1: I did read a really cool article today, speaking of Aerosmith, where Joe Perry said that it was in the late 2000s, early 2010s, that Steven Tyler had uh, requested some time off and wanted to do his own thing and they wanted to keep the Aerosmith train going. And they almost had Sammy Hagar. As their lead singer. I could see that. And yeah. they actually, they were they were talking about him, Chris Cornell, or Lenny Kravitz filling in. I would, I would be happy any with any one of them. Any of the three. Because Lenny's three. amazing. Lenny's yep. an absolute monster. All right, my next one. Uh, again, now I said before, I'm picking stuff that deserves to be on the list. Doesn't mean that it's my favorite. I'm not a super huge fan of this band. I like the hits, and that's it but this is a a classic album and I'm going with Back in Black by
0: ACDC. You're you're not
1: a big fan? Not a big ACDC fan. Mm. I like the hits. I don't go deep. Like if you gave me a greatest hits, that's all I'm happy with. But I don't go into like the super deep tracks or anything like that. I only saw them once and it was with Axl Rose singing and it wasn't even with uh, Brian Johnson singing. It was very strange. Only stayed for a few songs and we're like, okay, we can go. Uh, but if you look at the record, it's got Hell's Bells, uh, Give Them a Dog a Bone, Back in Black, You Shook Me All Night Long, Have a Drink on Me, which are right there as a greatest hits album.
0: I you love know? Hell's Bells. It, it still holds up to me. That's still a great, great. It's song. a great
1: record. It was kind Pretty of turning like over from Bon Scott to Brian Johnson. So that's why I kind of put it on there. And it's one of the biggest albums ever as far as sales wise goes too.
0: It's such an important album, too, because it's so hard, especially with a band like ACDC that has such devout fans and Bon Scott, who was just so iconic in the band. And oh, yeah. now he 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 dies. And it's like, one, how do you go back? How do you go on? I mean, Zeppelin never really toured again after uh, after. Oh. Right. Uh Queen is touring with you know with Adam Lambert but it but it is Queen with Adam Lambert is how it's being built and John Deacon never uh toured so that ACDC had to make that decision and then they come out with this album and it's just so so great it's so great iconic it's uh you know introduces no one knew who Brian Johnson was prior to this and introduced him and he just seemed to fit Seamlessly, And, and most yeah. people won't even remember the Bon Scott years now.
1: Well, it's very sad because Bomb is amazing, an amazing like, artist. But Brian, again, you're absolutely right. It's it's kind of like that changing of the guard where you have uh, two different, complete different style singers that take over a band. And they're both really good. Like a lot of times a, a guy will fill in for a long time and it's kind of like, all right, you still want the old guy? No, I mean, people would be happy if Bon Scott or Brian Johnson were, were singing for them.
0: It would, I think there's only a handful of bands. I think you count them on one hand where that's actually happened, where a yeah. guy, where a guy, a guy has was, you know, established the band was great, and the next guy came in and kind of made it his band as well.
1: Yep, Sammy Hagar with Van Halen, uh-huh. and I go with I go with John Bush with Anthrax. I
0: They're, would have gone I would have gone uh, uh, Dio with uh
1: Sabbath. You well, you cut me off. Otherwise, I would have went to them to Dio. Yeah, oh,
0: okay. Yeah, like you always do. Anyway, what's your next one? Okay, here's my next one. This is uh, to piss off uh, Dave Nidal, who, uh, who is a lit listener of this. And right now, he's really enjoying my list. He's enjoying my list because he loves 80s metal, and he wears only 80s metal uh, shirts and socks, and he's a big 80s metal guy. So just to annoy Dave Nidal, th- but I also think this is a great album, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Faith by George Michael.
1: I almost put that on my list. Did you? Okay, good. Yeah, I almost did. did. That's a a solid record. Solid, solid record.
0: It's sure. Listen, it's the first solo album by, you know, the former Wham frontman. Um, It opens up with songs like Faith and it has father figure and, I, you know, I want your sex, which was really kind of racy and controversial at the time. And then, you know, you know beautiful ballads like um, One More Try and Kissing a Fool and then, you know, more of a dance uh, song with uh, Monkey. So, and it really just kind of showed off. George Michael's uh, maturity and and getting away from 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 really the super pop sound of of Wham and uh, creating his own identity as as a mega solo artist. And so for me, I'm going to go. Is this a I think it was my fourth one, fourth, fifth it's one, fourth. Yeah. Fourth one? yeah plus, go. you also
1: had that connection with George Michael when you uh, bumped into him in the restroom when you heard the foot tapping.
0: That's right. And so, yeah. you know, so I think just like based on that as well, you know, just hanging out, you know, just be, you know, just doing what guys do. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, George Michael that side of the fence. Um, so, yeah, I'll I'll continue
1: that. Trend. Don't judge me, Sean. I, I never judge you. You're actually very good in bed, Jeff. Um, what I'm going to uh, I'm going to go a little different and something that I don't think you're going to see coming from me. I don't think you'd ever... Is it George pick? Michael Faith? No. Close. It's a band that you love that you'd never think that I would pick on this list. I'm going with Disintegration by The Cure.
0: Dude! I'm, I, ha- I was g- almost going to bring that up next. I, well, I it's on my list. I can't believe you you have that. I can't yep. believe you even know that album. I love you, that you record. About it, the it's a
1: great record. I spent like $40 to buy the vinyl for that friggin record number 1. It's a solid solid record. Uh Pictures of You is a is a classic song. Opener. Yeah, love song. It, it it's become a classic.
0: Become a classic. Yeah. Uh, everyone covers it. Adele's version became a mega hit.
1: And for me, one of the creepiest videos that's ever been done for uh, Lullaby. Lullaby, yeah. One of the, it, it's still like it creeps me out when I see that video. This is with them, uh, Fascination Street too on this <laughs> record.
0: One of the greatest bass lines to open a song yeah, ever. I,
1: I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the Cure, whether you believe it or not, or even knew that or not. I did not know that. I, yeah, I, mean, I, lo- I, I love did not, not see that coming from you. No, no, it's a great record. You guys, there's a couple more you're not going to see coming. Trust me. <laughs> There's
0: a couple more. On this album, you left out my favorite song. Which one? The super creepy, the super heady, the song that would make you want to cut yourself, Prayers for Rain. Okay, why don't you play that after the show? (laughs) That was just for me. Remember what your wife said? That you need to be nicer to me?
1: No, I don't listen to her at all. Anyway, so
0: you agree with me on that one then? Oh, I, I am proud of you. (laughs) <laughs> Not only agree with you, I'm proud of you. I can't believe you picked that. That's a great tune. Great, 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 great track. Great, great album. Love it. Love it. What else you got? All right. Um right. Let's see. I have a couple here, but I know what I'm going to go with here, uh, just to kind of keep it a little more lighthearted. And I think this is also deservingly should be at number five for me because we're right in the middle. I think Journey Escape. I think it's also kind of an important album. I think it really, Journey was basically a tale of two different bands. It was a band where they were a progressive rock band, where they really didn't have much of a singer. Uh, It was Greg Raleigh who who would sing. I mean, he was a good singer. I'm not not putting it that way, but he wasn't a pop singer. He was a guy who you know from singing a lot of the big hits uh, in Santana. You know, uh, Change Your Evil Way. That was Greg Raleigh. And Journey was basically formed out of Santana with Neil Sean and Greg Raleigh. Okay, then they wind up by adding uh, Ross Valerie and uh, Ainsley Dunsbott. And that is the band, but they're not selling records. All right. They come out in 1980, I think, with Departure. And I think that was the album that really, you know, with Steve Perry. And they blow up. Now they become like a stadium act. How do you follow that up? You follow it up with journeys, escape. Okay, don't stop believing. Who's crying now? And the deep track, which is one of my favorite songs, is uh, mother father, which is such a great, great, great song. Uh, so I think that you know that you know. Can you picture the eighties without Don't Stop Believing?
1: I can picture life without that song after that stupid Sopranos final episode where it brought the song back into the forefront. And now you have to hear every single drunk bitch at karaoke trying to sing that. If they're not doing Black Velvet by friggin' Alana Miles or Bitch by Meredith Brooks, you know, all these stupid women empowerment songs. You want to know by Alanis Morissette. Every broad sings this at karaoke and they all want to jump in and do Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Sure,
0: women it. can do things
1: just as well as men can. Yes, I understand that. But you know what? I'm not going up there doing uh, hacky shit. You might be fine with it, Jeff. I, trust me. I know you're fine with it. Believe me. But it, it's, just, it's just cliche. You know what I mean? And it
0: just became one of those songs that got very played out for me. I'm you don't think. Sure. You know, see, the problem with you, Sean, is you don't know how to have a good time. You don't know how to have fun. You don't think it's fun hanging out, drinking craft beers, and then going up with your buddies and just all singing, having a good time, singing Don't Stop Believing.
1: No, I'd rather get a colonoscopy by
0: Freddy Krueger. Listen, I think... Before the summer's out, me, you, Adam Holtz, and Mike, our, our talent booker, should all go out, have a couple of craft beers with grapefruit in it, and I think we should sing this song, and we should wow. tape it. And, and
1: Considering there are two fruits, and Adam, you know what I mean? Adam's a good guy. I love Adam to death. Adam's everybody my favorite part. Every, everybody likes Adam. Adam's my favorite part <laughs> of this show. You? Eh. I'm looking forward to next week. You know why Eh, you're not here. And uh, Mike, I berate on a daily basis. So you know what? I'm team Adam. Number one. So I'm going with a different pick for my next one. I think you're going to to be a little surprised at this one too, Jeffrey. I think this is coming out of left field. I think that you, I
0: know what it's not. Go Go ahead. It's not journey. Uh, no, no, I also know what it's not. But go on
1: from the big chair by Tears for Fears.
0: Hey, that's a great one. I don't even have it on here.
1: I know you don't because I'm on my list is killing and yours isn't. Uh, it's got shout, uh, everybody wants to rule the world, head over heels. The th- three of their four biggest songs, three huge songs, you know. And uh, I thought they were just a very different band growing up because, uh, again, this is probably what 85, I think this came out. But I knew then this was like a a very different kind of band. And they kind of crossed the line They're one of those bands that metal people would be like, all right, my chick likes this band. You know what? I'll throw them on very. uh, I wouldn't say new wave. I'm trying to think like an alternate, like an alternative kind of vibe.
0: Yeah, I guess you would say they're all they weren't like they weren't poppy poppy. You know, they could they could be played on top 40 radio. Right. Especially in the 80s, where radio was everything, unlike today. Um, but they could also be played in um, new wave clubs.
1: Exactly. That's what I was... I, they're kind of like they teeter the line a little bit. For me, at least. But I love that record. I bought it on... The Most of these things I have on vinyl.
0: That's a great one to have on vinyl. I, I've seen them a bunch of times. They're just as good live as they are on record. Um, yep. Yeah. That, that, that's them. an interesting choice. Good pick. Yeah. Where you uh, where you go, where you going next? Okay, um, you know what you you've been mean to me, and because you're mean to me, I'm going to piss you off with this pick. Okay, okay, I want you to be aggravated. One of your all time favorite bands, uh, Rush, um, Rush, Moving Pictures. Um, there is oh, come on, there is nothing better. There is nothing better than the opening of Tom Sawyer and how great that was. And when you put on headphones, how that sounded in your ears. And then uh, the 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 radio, the FM radio hit uh, Limelight and the instrumental YYZ. Come on, man, this was a great album by a super talented band that you don't either understand or appreciate. Okay, I'm going to
1: break down the fourth wall, Jeff. Here, okay, I'm going to go very personal here for a minute, okay. Uh, December 27th, 1988, I was 12 years old and I found my grandmother dead in her bed. I would rather relive that moment every day of the rest of my life than ever put a Rush record on. That's how much I hate this band With with every ounce of my being. I can't believe you're saying that
0: most overrated you, band of all time oh no this 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 band i can't listen to enough I'm
1: this, be, oh god he's horrible i think i found the only person whose voice annoys me more than you
0: it's getty lee <laughs> <laughs> yeah how can you? i don't you 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 don't like you can't appreciate uh uh neil pert or uh, I, I, I i hope that's Hope that's a fucking chicken leg in your throat there, you mama-cass. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex, I, I, good, dude, I think these guys are just so great. And it's only I three understand of of them why
1: people like them. I do. I understand why people like them. I personally think they're dog shit.
0: But I will also remember, again, we're talking in the 80s here. I remember Every cover band would go would would, uh, would play. I remember there was a band called Phantoms Opera. And out of that band came John Alex Such, who wanted to become the bass player for Bon Jovi
1: or Alec John
0: Such. One of the two. Whatever the go fuck beat. his name is. You know, you, you know Do your research. OK, so he so he was he was I did. The, I saw him play. I was there. Okay, but I remember seeing this band play all the time, and they would open with that. Everyone, everyone would wear the moving pictures t-shirt. Oh man, they were they was they were great. They're so eighties, and it was such a great album. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 more than
1: happy to put this on my my list. Oh, that's you. You have, you have no taste. Um, I am going with again, like I said before. This is number six. This is my number six, I believe. Okay. No, it's my number seven. So I started uh, again. You can't deny this album. It, it's going to piss some people off, which I like to do on a daily basis. Uh, Straight of Compton by N.W.A. Oh. Well, listen, I'm not a huge rap guy. It was either this or in Hell by Run DMC. So I went with this because I feel like this was the start of the gangster rap uh, genre, and that's what And you're happy
0: about that. You're happy, about, I don't was, mind. I don't a great mind that.
1: genre of music. well listen. You know what? You can't deny history. You know what I mean. You can't deny history. Okay, Come uh, Straight out of Compton, great mm-hmm. song. Fuck the police, which I don't agree with, but very big song. And my favorite on the album, "Express Yourself," which I think is a, a brilliant rap, that was a good song, hip hop record. Yeah, it was um, all sampled. It spawned off so many people. You know what I mean? It spawned off Ice Cube. It spawned off Dr. Dre. Uh, you know, I think Easy E would have had a really I think he would have had a big career had he not, Uh, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Is that true? Yeah, it was rumored that he was uh, uh half a Fagala. Yeah. I,
0: didn't know that. I thought it was more like eh.
1: No, no. I think he was a little promiscuous. But, uh, you Know he, he, you know, he died of AIDS, unlike Magic Johnson, who never had it. But uh, yeah, it was very important, very important record, and uh, I felt weird not putting it on, even though again, not my favorite genre in the least bit, but I did want to put it on there.
0: Okay, um, I, I, okay, so, so, since we have to have a diversity rule on this show, um, I it's am inclusion, gonna I'll,
1: Jeffrey, inclusion. <laughs>
0: I, I am okay. This, this is my inclusion. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Prince's Purple Rain. It's on um, my list, it's my next one. Yeah, yeah, you have to put him on there. I mean, yeah. it is a great album, over 25 million uh, records sold. Uh, a mixture of funk, heavy metal. Uh, it's it's sexy. You know, big hits like When Doves Cry, Dolly, Dolly, Nikki. Here's the song I don't like on it: Purple Rain. I was never me either. I was never a big, right? I, I think it just goes on and on. And a c- couple interesting stories about that song. He writes the song. Who do you think the first person he called was? You don't know. I'll tell you. The first person he calls is Jonathan Kane from uh, Journey. Because he felt after he, he recorded and before he released it, he thought it sounded too uh, familiar to open arms. So he wanted oh, yeah. to get Jonathan. So he wanted to get Jonathan Kane's permission, you know, and that, you know, just want to let him know, hey, what do you think of it? Uh, is it too close? Is there anything you would like me to change? And Jonathan Kane was just like, hey, look, I'm just honored that you called me and would even consider something that leave it. It's perfect. The other story about with uh, the song Purple Rain was he was looking for someone to write the lyrics. And the person he reached out to was Stevie Nicks. And she just said, this is too much of an undertaking for me. I can't do it.
1: Wow. I didn't know that either. Yeah. But for me, listen, it's a great record. I mean, I'm a Prince fan. I've I've always loved Prince. I mean, I have a freaking Prince tattoo on my freaking arm. You know what I mean? I've always been a major fan. Of course, you felt it last night at that Morris Day of Time show, too. They did a whole video uh, tribute to Prince. Did they do
0: any songs? Uh,
1: No, they played uh, a little bit of Purple Rain during the video montage, as you would say. Uh, But they didn't physically play. They just played the song over it uh and it was kind of weird and, and andre will laugh when, when he when he hears this episode um they're doing like all these pictures of prince you know like as a memoriam and then they would just like throw a morris day picture in there yeah <laughs> it's like all right maybe uh keep it to prince you know what i mean but uh
0: again it's it's a great record uh, did they all do the bird last night they played the bird yeah which is andre played... do the bird thing did he go they did yes andre did this
1: yeah, because they brought him down because he's only forty, and the other guys are in their sixties and seventies. And oh, really he's the baby. It. He's the baby of the group. Yeah, he still looks good though. But uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great show. But yeah, I, I agree. You have to put you have to put Purple Rain on there, and if you're going to keep in that like eighty five genre, eighty six, uh, I I can't say how much I love this album. It's cheesy. It's corny. But it's the start of something that became monumental. And I'm going with License to Ill, but a Beastie Boys. Great album. I was considering putting that on myself. You know, when you look back at it, when you see a progression of a band and you see how they started off as this campy uh, rap rock kind of thing. And they turned into one of the biggest, most influential bands of all time, really it's got some you know if obviously your fight for your rights to party and and no sleep till brooklyn was their big hits but like you can go to any bar in the 90s that had music playing and you would hear like girls or she's crafty uh for me ron and steel is the is the is the, is the,
0: yeah, yeah. the
1: winner on this song on this album by far but uh it's a fun record it's not like later on they started getting a little deep when they were playing their own instruments and they had a little, you know, a little experimental stuff, but they even went back to doing a punk record in the nineties to try and like you know, solidify their, their stance, but it's a fun record, man. And you can't deny it. You just can't deny this record. It is a great
0: record. I, I saw them several times on, uh, on that tour when they were promoting this and they would tour with uh, a band called Murphy's law. Mm-hmm. And it was just so much fun. Uh, yeah, that when you're talking '80s, that you can't not put. You know, uh, you got to fight for your right to plug that. That is an '80s anthem song. And we put Paul's
1: boutique on there because that's an, a very underrated record.
0: It is. It's experimental record, but this is a bigger. It wasn't record.
1: appreciated until years later. Correct. Which is why I didn't put it on there. But yeah, this this is the go to. I mean, it's still. It, it, you can't not smile. There's not one sad song on this record. It's yeah, there's, all, not, there's not there's not a shitty track. Agreed. Young, dumb, and full of Cum. That's all this record is about. Well
0: put. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm down. I'm down to my my final three. And th- you're right. This was a hard uh, list to compile. We Your will final. only have five. Your if final two. A- I only have two left.
1: Yeah. Because we agreed on a few. Remember?
0: Then, no, I, I got to go three. No, I have to go, go two. Th- I, g- I gotta go three more though. All right, whatever. Go ahead. Because I just I just can't. I can't okay. Because I have to end with with two my, my one A one B band, but I want to throw this record in there as well. And you can add another one too, Sean. Um I'm gonna go with Def Leppard, uh hysteria, not not uh, pyromania. It's the follow up to pyromania because I think it's a bigger record, in fact. You know, oh, absolutely six, six. Top twenty hits, yep. and I mean, I love the one that's not a, was the, was not one of those uh, of, of the six. Was the opening track "Women," which is you know not even included a lot in their sets anymore. But I still yeah. think it was a great, great song. But it had songs like uh, "Rocket," "Animal." I think "Love Bites" is such a like like it, it, it's it's a great rock ballad. "Hysteria" is 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 great, and then of course. You know the, the classic. This is what we should also maybe think about doing at karaoke. Uh, if we do two songs, pour some sugar on me. That's a fun one.
1: I can rock that song.
0: Yeah, I, I, mean, I
1: think I think I think we're, we're making a plan here for the end of the summer. I don't I don't think that that's a bad pick at all. In fact, I'm actually a little disappointed in myself that I didn't pick that record. To be honest with you, I uh, I'm a huge left fan. Always have been. And again, that comes back to that time period where I was like 12 years old, too, where that album was just monstrous. You could not turn on MTV and not see a Def Leppard video at least once every hour. And they would just play different ones because they were all monster hits. You never have a record that is mm-hmm. that big.
0: You not anymore,
1: I mean? yeah. That's it's it's so hard to find a record with six or seven. I think there were top ten actually. I don't
0: even think there were top twenty. I think there were top ten. Okay, so you you before mentioned something with Springsteen. Hey, top three albums by an artist. Mm-hmm. Okay, is there In a row. A, right? Is there a better one-two punch than uh, Pyromania Hysteria?
1: Oh God, yeah. There's tons. You think? Okay, There's tons. Yeah, I go I first one two Pearl Jam records. First two Pearl Jam records, I go with. Uh, obviously first two Sabbath records, uh, I'll even go, wait, wait, wait.
0: you think they have, and I love Sabbath and I love Pearl Jam, but you think commercially they were as big as Pyromania and Hysteria Pearl Jam were absolutely, hmm. absolutely But Sabbath no, Cause you can't,
1: you can't count album sales from like the seventies, you know, because they really, there wasn't that many albums that sold trillions of records. And they didn't count them until the 80s anyway. But yeah, I always say like, as far as three albums in a row go, I always go for the first three Pearl Jam records. And then I go, like I said before, with Bruce with Darkness, Born to Run in the River. Those are the three. That's a great one, two, three punch. Absolutely. Totally. So if I get to do two more. I get two more. I'm all right. So I'm going to go. strong here. This is off the cuff.
0: Bon Jovi's New Jersey. Uh, No, I'm glad you brought up because I'm going to have to leave it off. Okay. It's It's a great one.
1: They broke out with, uh, you know, Slippery When Wet. But again, another album that had, I think, probably five top ten hits. You know, and again, I didn't do any research on this. I'm I'm just going to guess. You have Bad Medicine, uh, Born to Be My Baby, Lay Your Hands on Me, Living in Sin. I'll Be There for You. I'll Be There for You. So there's your five right there. You know, and there's probably more. There's probably more from that record. Phenomenal
0: album, and I think the un... The, the the guy who i don't always think ever gets like enough like you know love in the band is richie even though he's big but like like bon jovi is not bon jovi without richie Sambora in it right i agree I mean, he, great singer great great stage presence great great guitarist oh yeah know? very underrated very,
1: very underrated. I think uh, he has, he's another one who has a special tone to his guitar sound, too. Yes. And I think that once he was gone, the songwriting kind of dropped off a little bit.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, he he gave him that little bit of, like, rock and roll, you know, like a heavier little bit of an edge. You know, John became a little bit more poppy, country-ish.
1: True. Which I didn't mind. I, I liked the Lost Highway record a lot, which was kind of like their kind of crossover country-ish kind of vibe. I really was a big fan of that record. But, again, nothing's going to beat New Jersey. Plus, I'm from New Jersey, so it's kind of like an homage. You know you're, what I mean? No, you're from New Jersey? Yes, I, and you're from Staten Island. Did you ever work for uh, CBS Records? I did. Um, and you I own a record for... store in Staten Island, right? I did own a record store in Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Okay, and you liked uh, White Tiger. I right? did you like White with... Tiger. I would go see White Tiger. I
0: listen. See, I listen. Okay, good. all right. Um, well, here's another thing. If you would have hung out with like like a a teenage Jeff in the um, in in the '80s, I was obsessed by this band. That my them either my first favorite or my second favorite band. I cannot. I which
1: can't, Maiden I, album did you pick?
0: Which one? Which Maiden album did you pick? That's going to be number one, but you know, okay, you had to ruin it. Um, uh, but I'll go with no, I'll go with the Maiden album now. Then I'll end with this uh, with, the, with this, okay. so the Maiden album that I picked was uh number of the beast. There is not a better made album. Even, no, I agree. You know, peace of mind is fantastic. It has it it has revelations on it. It has Flight of Vicarus. It's great. But but this one man, this introduced Bruce Dickinson to the bands. The first album with them. It has my if I had to pick one song, I could only listen to one song for the rest of my life. It it's Hollowed Be Thy Name. It's the best fucking metal song ever written it's great it's perfect it it's it's, it's Bruce uh voice at his best it's it's Steve Harris's greatest playing it's it's I I, I can't get enough. I never never hear enough of this song but then you also followed up with children of the dam 22 acacia avenue run to the hills this is such a phenomenal phenomenal album it's one of it's one of the best albums of all time it's the best uh metal album of all time it's
1: a great record i mean my favorite song of theirs uh is not on this record but it kind of uh sums up my relationship with you and i really mean this
0: it's uh, wasted years <laughs> I thought you were going to
1: say the, the the evil that men do, but all right. No, no, wasted years. Yeah, listen, I'm a huge Maiden fan, too, and I have to agree that it's still their best record. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. That's one of my favorites, too. I play that all the time. But yeah, Maiden's Maiden is one of those bands that, it just infuriates me that they're not in the rock and roll hall of fame, but we've talked about this a million times too. It's infuriating how they Dad are. Not, and
0: Pat, them and Pat Benatar should both be in the hole. Well, session.
1: let's not, let's not go down a wormhole here. Cause I'll berate you for the next 13 minutes. But um, my last pick, uh, if you're a metal fan, uh, a lot of people will say that this is the greatest metal album of all time. Not iron maiden, nothing by black Sabbath, nothing by Pantera. I'm going Master of Puppets from Metallica.
0: That's a good pick. I, I didn't put Metallica on this one, but I want to hear.
1: Now, Ride the Lightning, I actually prefer to Master of Puppets, and people always say, what well, do you add to your freaking mind? But it's just the way that I like. You know, that's just what I like. But uh, Battery, opening up with Battery is just a brutal, brutal way to open up this record. You know, Master of Puppets, again, classic song. Uh, Leper Messiah, which is a very, very underrated song. I think it's one of the best songs they ever did. and never got the credit that they did. And then, you know, Where You Belong, uh, Sanitarium, which I think is uh, a cl- They're first kind of like dipping their toes into the slower ballad y shit. They're
0: Even though it's a that, heavy song. Right. They're taking their time.
1: They're taking their time with it. I, I love the record. I think it's uh, Orion, which is a, a killer instrumental. It's an eight-minute instrumental song that people will never turn off. I mean, how rare is that? And damage incorporated too, which is still a great closer to this record. I love it, Uh, and and I'm happy with my pick.
0: I I can't argue with that. All right, so let me get to my last one, Sean. And again, I was going to say, I was saying before, if you would have hung out with with a young uh, Jeffrey Paul, you know, I mean, my favorite band was Black Sabbath. So Mm -hmm. this album is. Black Sabbath, heaven and hell. And here's why it's so important to me. It's Ozzy left Sabbath. And I remember being at like parties. I was like, you know, you remember when you go to a party, like when you're in high school, you know, there'd be girls and you have, you're drinking a beer and I'd be, I'd be hanging out and I look like the depressed artist guy. And I was really upset. Why? Because I, I would be talking to girls like, I can't believe Ozzy left. You know, I don't know what this guy's going to be like. And these girls would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Because no girls were into Sabbath, no. but I, but I, lo- I obsessed on Sabbath. They were, they were my favorite band. I took, I think we talked about my my denim jacket, my my I had the cross on the back with <laughs> Black Sabbath on it. Um, yeah. But this is the first album, uh, you know. After Ozzy leaves with Ronnie James Dio, and you know what? It's a different sound, but it is great. It's still mm-hmm. great. Like. The opening song, Neon Nights, got you right away. And that was important to Sabbath fans because you didn't know what it was going to be. And it was so, so super hard. It was great. And then you had Children of the Sea. And then even when you flipped it over to side two, two killer, killer, killer tracks, Wishing Well and Die Young. And I just think these are so, so this was such an important album for Sabbath because if this doesn't take off, they're probably done. Yeah. OK, they they, they do a 10 year career and that is it for them. Because remember, this came out first and then Blizzard of Oz came out. Right. And that and that just took off. And that was like Randy Rhodes And, you know, Ozzy comes out with two sick, sick solo albums. So who knows what would have happened? But uh, heaven and hell for me is 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 going to close out my top 10 list here.
1: I don't think that's a bad pick. I really don't. Because, again, you got to remember, like we said before, this is a band that was just monstrous, you know, the biggest metal band of all time still to this day. And, yeah, they had some real stinkers after, after Ronnie left. You know what I mean? Some really bad records. Yeah,
0: like uh, Born Alive with Gillan wasn't cool. that great. Anything uh, I think was only Martin I really didn't enjoy. Yeah,
1: and no, none, none of that really uh, holds up at all. But Ronnie was just a, a force to be reckoned with. And to this day, I think people will go on record and say he's probably the greatest heavy metal singer of all time.
0: I just want to shout out uh, a couple of our listeners. Sure. Nikki, Nikki K. Um, Nikki, uh you posted about your list and I loved your list um, I, I was the, I want to put this album on on my top 10 it just didn't make the cut but he had wrote down uh, Judas Priest screaming for vengeance and yeah. it's a great album I, this, I don't think there's a better like you know like how like one song blends into another song type of thing yeah. like eruption into you really got me yep. I don't think there's anything better than the hellion into the electric eye
1: yeah, it's a great it's a great record, you know, and, and we're just talking about that being like metal people as metal fans. You can say that's definitely a top 10. If you're going full, like full spectrum, it doesn't make a top 10. But if you're a metal fan, it 100 percent does.
0: Well, yeah, well, this is all list, And this is this to me really embolized the the 80s. I mean, I know we'll even off. Embolized? Like Symbolized? Symbolized? I wish you had an embolism, Jesus Christ! It I'm making up words. Um, maybe you, you did have
1: an embolism. Maybe that's why you're slurring. You you, you couldn't let it go, could you?
0: <laughs> you know, we you know we could have listen, We could have been like fucking Rolling Stone hacks and say, uh, listen, she's so unusual. Uh, Madonna's Like a Virgin, you know, we could have put the high infidelity, you know, we could have put that on, on our list, but, but then everybody has that on list and what would, and what would make, what would make that compelling to listen to, but you didn't know where we were going with these lists. We yeah. were, We listen, actually have more in common than we thought. We did, but we went every, went everywhere from Metallica, to you NWA, know, right. Journey. From journey to George Michael. Yep. Okay, to uh, N.W.A. And we almost had Soul on.
1: We almost did. That's what's up, though. I got to tell you. But uh, listen, I'm very proud of this episode, Jeff. I was looking forward to it. I really was. I'm very proud of that. The minute you texted me and I was like, all right, let's do it. And then I think it was like a half an hour later when you called me. I was like, yeah, we got to do 10. There's no way we could have done five. I could have done 20. I could have done a top 20 easily. But that would have meant spending another hour with you.
0: Yeah, we we could take an hour of each other's and then and then I think the statute of limitations. No, um, it's kind of spicy. I
1: really get about twelve minutes, but I can't do a twelve minute podcast.
0: No, you know that what I mean. I so have to, to stretch podcast. it out a little longer. But
1: this was a fun episode. We're going to have fun uh, doing these going forward too. I think we've talked about it, and I think we should. Uh, you know, do like a best of list every once in a while,
0: too. We'll do that. and maybe what we'll also do is, you know, for our listeners, bring in some uh, special guests. They uh, hear about like what they take on some stuff. That, you sure. know, would be, that'd be nice to hear. And then listen, guys who are listening, please, you know, keep subscribing. We, we're we're back with the uh, be terrific podcast. Um, uh, channel or wherever it is on, on YouTube. So we're back up to about 14 and a half, uh, thousand subscribers. It would be nice to get that number up to around 20, uh, a thousand subscribers. So please, if you haven't subscribed, keep subscribing and, and, and reach out to your friends, you know, every little bit really helps us. I agree. And we will see you next week
1: with a Sean Morton solo show. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye.